Well, I don't know about some of you, but I'll be glad when hay fever season is at an end. Are there any other hay fever sufferers here today? One of our crosses in the late summer. That beautiful refrain of the psalm that we sang together. O God, in your goodness, you have made a home for the poor. What is this home for the poor that God has made? The home of the poor is the church. As the church and all of its members, you and I, as we allow our hearts to become more like the heart of God, our heart and our communities become homes for the poor. And as we look at the gospel of Jesus, this trait of mercy, we will never see it in the optional column. I don't even know if there's anything over in that optional column. But this trait of mercy, as we, as we heard last week, is absolutely necessary to enter the kingdom of God. All of us have had the experience of taking a final exam. Boy, aren't those fun? And of course, we want to pass so badly that we get nervous, we get anxious, we get worried, because we're afraid that we will not know the answers. And we love professors who give us the questions in advance so that we can do our research and have a better chance of coming to have the right answers. Jesus has made it absolutely clear that at the end of time, the end of history, when there will be the gathering before the throne of God, of the judgment of all the nations and peoples of the earth of all time, that there will be a final exam. And this exam will result in the separation of all people into two groups. Jesus talks about this judgment of the nations in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25. On his right, he says, will be the sheep, those who have passed this exam and who will be allowed and welcomed into eternal life. Those are the sheep. On his left will be the goats. I don't know what God has against goats, but on his left will be the goats. The ones who did not pass this exam and whom Jesus says will be cast out. I don't know about you, but I with all my heart 
I want to pass that exam. I want to be among all the people, all the sheep that are going to be at Jesus' right hand. And I know this is what you want as well. This exam has a single question. A single question. And the reason why Jesus even teaches us about this is because he wants to prepare us for this final exam. And he wants us to pass. He wants us to pass, unlike some professors I've had who, uh, who took a strange delight in making the test so hard that very few people would pass the test. God's not like that. God wants us to pass that examination at the very end. And God gives us the question in advance, like those good professors, so that we would know what question we will be asked, of which our whole life will be assessed and measured and examined. Would you like to know what that question is? I can see you're right on the edge of your seats. Now, this question can take a few different forms. It first appears in the beginning of the book of Genesis. When the effects of sin, of that original sin of Adam and Eve, begin to appear in their children, Envy, jealousy, hatred fills the heart of Cain toward his brother Abel. And we see in that story that Cain kills his brother. And God confronts him and says, Cain, where is your brother? For his blood cries to me from the earth. And Cain responds to the question of God with another question. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? One of the effects of sin is how it distorts and darkens the truth. And especially with regard to how we see God, how you and I see ourselves, and how we see other people. Before the fall, there would be no doubt about the answer to that question. It would be a resounding yes. Yes. You and I are our brothers and sisters keepers. And this is not the message that we sometimes get in our culture. Some of us have bought into the lie that the trials and hardships, that the pain and suffering of those around me, it's none of my business. Where did that come from? And yet some people live by that lie 
It's none of my business. The other form that this question takes, one of the scholars of the law put the question like this to Jesus. Who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells that parable of the man who fell in with robbers. He was beaten, robbed, and left for dead. And then there were the people that passed by that did nothing, not even lift a finger to help this poor man. And then the good Samaritan who had a heart like God, who felt compassion for this man and he helped this man get back on his feet. This is the question that will be on this final exam. And our lives will be examined to see how they respond to that question. Is my brother, am I my brother's keeper? Who is my neighbor? And to put it another way, how have you and I spent our God-given capacity, our God-graced capacity to show mercy to all the needy around us. Those forms of spiritual poverty, those different forms of material or physical poverty, and any forms of neediness that we become aware of, aware of around us. And Jesus takes it even further. He says to those on his right, When I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When, you, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick and in prison, you came to visit me. And then he says, Whatever you did, to these needy ones around you, even the least, you did it to me. You did it to me. Blessed Mother Teresa was fond of repeating these words of Jesus more than any other words. You did it to me. Jesus so closely associates himself with the poor that whatever we do for them, we are doing it to Christ himself. And Jesus says, what he says to the goats on the left, whatever you did not do, what you failed to do in responding to the needs of those around you, you did not do it to me. I am so grateful that our parish provides so many opportunities for us to live this mercy of God. We have the work camp that we've done for years in the summer with our high school youth and young adults. We have the giving tree that we put out in Advent 
We have opportunities to donate to the food shelf. We have opportunities for groups to love and feed the poor at the Dorothy Day Center, at Sharing and Caring Hands. We have groups of people that help us visit the sick and bring them communion. We have other groups that provide lunches on the days of funerals for families who've lost a loved one. And there are many forms that these corporal works of mercy can take. One of the more beautiful ones is our mission to Uganda, to the children of Uganda. There's a sense in which God put that mission right on our doorstep. It was providential how Father Lawrence came to us in this community. Back in the summer of 2006, the pastor was away and there was no one to offer Mass on the weekends. And they looked and searched and there was no one. They had to go all the way to a small town near Green Bay, Wisconsin. And there's a lot of good things that come from that part of the country. Yes? And they found Father Lawrence who happened to be there. And they drove him here Saturday. He arrived at 4 o'clock just in time to offer the weekend Masses. And when he left, he did not realize that he left a spark. A spark that grew into a flame as people began to realize that God had given him to us, sent him to us, and was asking us to open our hearts and to embrace the mission that he shared with us a year later. A 25-year vision which focuses primarily on educating the children of Uganda. Because as he often says, this is the best way to help people out of poverty. Educate them. And he's so passionate about that because when he was a little boy, someone sponsored him. And he is now a priest and is trying to do this for many other children like him. There's a flyer in the bulletin today that announces his coming in a few weeks. I hope that we'll continue to offer him the warmest welcome and do what we can to support his beautiful mission to the poor in Uganda. Even if we can't contribute financially to at least pray. So we need to continue to be good stewards of the debt that we have. God help us to retire that sooner than later. But we must always find ways to continue to be generous and to live this mystery of mercy. So my dear friends, let us come before God this week. Let us take a pre-examination in preparation for the final one. And let us allow God to look at our lives with regard to the question that will be on the final exam. How does your life and my life measure up now to the mercy that is the heart of God? 
so that our hearts can become a home for the poor. Amen.